With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Key First Podcast. Welcome to a Key First Review. Welcome, technically, I'd say this is our big review of the week. So, welcome to Geek First 493. I am the mint armed Trash Snell. I'm the paperboy, Taylor Field. Yes, we are here to review The Black Phone, a film that we've been talking about for quite a bit. I think probably also we got the first trailer. I think the very first time we talked about it too was maybe on the you know 2022 preview of just like, okay, Scott Derrickson's doing this movie, scary movie, there's the plot, there's the cast and crew and everything. So we've been talking about it for a while, so it's not your big Marvel, Star Wars, DC, but it's been on our radar for a bit, so we're excited as usual. We'll give our non-spoiler slot. So if you're wondering, should you see this movie, should you not? Um, you know, maybe you're not a horror fan. Maybe you're a fan of Scott Derrickson's work. Maybe you're not. I don't know. Whatever reason you have under the sun to be like, should I go see this? You'll get a portion of this as usual to for us to convince you or let you know if this is worth your time or money. And then we'll get into spoilers after a break. Terrafield, where can they find everything we do? Because we got the boys tomorrow, but we got, well, even then we got After 9 coming up this weekend. Nice 10 a.m. slot. That's our call-in show. Uh, we got, uh, I miss, oh, we have the originals that just dropped on Patreon, the exclusive $10 tier. So uh, what's going on? Where is it? Where are they going to find us? 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us with your internet connection in the search bar. Geekverse.ca is our home base. Geekverse cast our Twitter and Geekverse on our Facebook. Yeah, lots of stuff. We have cast daily. We got I think there's been two times this week where there's multiple casts like during a day. So just tons of stuff. A big thank you to everyone that's been supporting us. A big thank you to the patrons. You guys keep us going. You guys really support this and we really appreciate you guys. Uh wanna shout out two people that have joined recently, Martin Sanchez, uh, and then another one who I have to I haven't had a ta- chance to do this yet, Joshua, so I apologize. But on the Patreon producers tier, the very top tier, Aaron Braden, Aaron Braden, sorry, April of Darkness, Carl Ritchie, and Smalley Biggs, and now add Joshua Wright to that tier of the Patreon producers. And uh, yeah, Joshua, if you're listening to this, I've already messaged him. We've talked. He sent a very nice message, and we appreciate the uh, Jimly. Uh, I've said this to Emily that it's nice that uh, you know it's. We talk to our patrons and, you know, so we talk more than others, but everyone that's joined, when we ask them why they joined, they have just very nice things to say. And it's very humbling. And it's a nice, it's just a nice reality check of man. It's, uh, you know, we have a nice, just little sliver, small sliver of the internet that's following us. But uh, it's, you guys all, we, we have kind people. And that's what I care more about is that we have like good people, kind hearted people, very nice, overly nice people, sometimes too nice people, except for Carl Ritchie, who's on this list, terrible person. But uh, no, uh, so add that there. And then, uh, yeah, if you listen to this, and I'm going to shout out on the newscast, as I've said before, the very top tier, the phase four tier, you get to pick a movie. So I said to him, I said, you know, you can either pick a movie that you love and you want us to talk about, or you can make a movie that uh, you're going to subject us to and hear our pain because we've had patrons do both things pick great movies and pick bad movies just to hear our response so Taylor Field I want to know is this a great movie or a bad movie The Black Phone directed by Scott Derrickson or is it somewhere in the middle I would say uh, I say it's a pretty good movie to be honest good movie bad experience but uh it's um i think we'll we'll because we'll, it's already layer view i think we'll save both our experiences we should talk about after night so we should talk about what happened in the theater and we'll also talk about our seating debacle because i i was convinced something was happening it was not so tune in the after nine this week and we'll talk about we had a few experiences around the black phone mm-hmm. but the film pretty good film you're saying yeah it was a good film <clears throat> and like it just it it had a again not spoilers the start was really just a great build-up to just kind of mm-hmm. like cement the idea of what of what's what's coming up like it was just kind of like getting us into some routines and just kind of like teaching us as the viewer what to probably expect and what's going to happen here and then sure enough when we get into this film it leads us on this story that you feel like emotional and you are like freaked out at like you're really hoping like things can kind of get unraveled and you want to see the characters kind of how they're going to develop and it doesn't disappoint on the trajectory that they take you on and Ethan Hawke is absolutely just fantastic in this mm. movie. Like, really, really fantastic. Um, and, yeah, it just it, it ended in a way that, like, I, I, I'm glad that I could leave the theater and not feel, like, extremely just down and, like, shit on myself. Like, I left the theater and felt like, okay, look, you know what? This was a good watch. It was a good movie. Again, I had my wife with me, Madison, and she didn't know what she was in for because she didn't see any trailers. So when she watched it again, she felt good about it. So I know if she feels good, I know, okay, this mm-hmm. is it's not like a feel good movie, but it's it's relatively okay. I wouldn't say bring the kids to it's it. It's relatively okay. Yeah. I like that. That, that what what a review you'd get in a poster. Relatively okay. Yeah. So would you recommend this for people? If you're, if you want to, like, yeah, if you want to go out and pick a movie, like, if I had to choose between this and Elvis, and I haven't seen Elvis yet, but like, I would natu- I'm naturally more inclined to, to go towards this. Mm. 
as like not just for podcast reasons, but if I didn't have Geekverse, I would naturally go to see this in the theater. And I would suggest to other people like, hey, it's pretty damn good in the movie theater. So indulge. Yeah. So for myself, like I said, I was interested in this one. I think I'm the same in Taylor that I will see Elvis here. I'm a big Boz Lerman fan. I don't think there'll be a Geekverse review. You might hear someone mention it, but I don't think you got to don't think that's coming up. But uh, my auntie was like, don't you guys review like just every movie that comes out? I'm like, no, you like oh, we have a specific audience. Yeah, I've heard, <laughs> like, no, we don't see everything. But uh, so I saw this. I was looking very forward to this. And as I've said many times where. What interested me was, okay, Scott Derrickson's getting back to horror. He's reteaming with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke looked great in here. And it was Scott Derrickson's first movie after the Doctor Strange debacle, right? And I always like to see a movie when that happens. It was very similar to uh, Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what he does here. And much like that movie, I like this movie, but I feel a little underwhelmed i think it's a solid movie i think it's a it's a good movie there's nothing actually super wrong with it. i think it just never gets into that fifth gear you know i was kind of waiting for it to happen and i will say that not even just because the trailers i feel the story is kind of it's a little predictable and then the stuff that's not predictable i feel like they don't jump in quite a bit enough and i think there's two routes you look at this right they leave a lot of things ambiguous which that could be the route they go but then there's stuff that's maybe just not explained you can't explain everything but these characters say a lot of things that are like oh i'm really interested in that and there's a lot of ideas here that i like the concept of but like i said it just never got into that point where oh i was really really enjoying it. i think i agree with you that at least for me the the opening i'd say the first act was probably the strongest because there's build-up Lots of tension, lots of creepy stuff going on. Ethan Hawke is just like certain things he's saying dialogue wise. You're like, what's going to happen now? Mm -hmm. You know, but once and people have seen the trailer, once the black phone gets introduced, it it, it feels like what the trailer set you up for. And then nothing. There's nothing to me really surprising. I feel like the supernatural stuff, if you take that out, it'd be even less surprising. But you add that in. It's like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is fun. But it never really, I, I just felt like we kind of knew every turn of what was going to happen. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just not anything. I was I was expecting a little bit more, especially because I feel like Sinister is so strong. And it has that capability of right when you think you kind of know what's going on, it changes on ahead. And I'm not saying every film has to be like Sinister and, you know, um, you know, big twists or stuff like that and everything. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it was good. I, I, and even then... I might watch this again one day. I, like, I'm not saying I'm never going to watch it again. I might watch it again with Emily, but I'm not in any rush to see it again. And I would, mm -hmm. like, in this way, people, if they ask if I recommend it, it's tough. If this was in a season where we'd have less movies, I'd say yes. But right now, you have Top Gun, you got Jurassic World, you got, um, what did we talk about last year? Light year, you have, uh, what the fuck is it? Thor coming up right now. You got Elvis, which. I imagine I'm probably going to like more than this now that I've seen it. So mm -hmm. it's tough when there's so many movies out when people ask me, should I go see this? I'm not going to tell them to run up to the theater. This feels kind of like a perfect at-home type of watch. I don't think there's anything you have to. And even Ethan Hawke, I love him in this, but I still want like a little bit more. And that's maybe with this whole movie. I just want a little bit more. And what this episode would have felt like maybe being a bit better is almost like Black Mirror or Goosebumps, a part of some show where – even an hour 42 feels like it was maybe a bit too long for me. I feel like there's some stuff you could cut down a little and it feels like it'd be a great anthology episode, but as a movie, I thought it was just, it was just good. It, it was solid. Um, yeah, no, I don't have much to say. I guess, like I said, I'm underwhelmed. I probably sound more negative than I am. I enjoyed my time with it, but I just went, okay, that was a, a well-made movie. 
I don't know if I'm going to see it again anytime soon, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, Ethan Hawke's the grabber, and that's a good thing. And, you know, the thing is, like, speaking of the grabber, like you know, he's very scary villain, whatnot. And you know what's going to be really scary is if you're not shaving your balls come this summer. Because the other thing is, like, speaking of the grabber, I want to be grabbing my manscape so when I go to grab my junk, it's feeling smooth. You know, you or the other people. You got a man, a woman, you know, a they, whoever they may be, grabbing your junk, grabbing your man parts, your lady parts. You don't you don't want it to be scary. You want it to be a good grab, and that's why you want to go to manscaped.com and use the GV pod code or just GV pod. <laughs> that is the code to get twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping. They have a slew, a plethora of different contents you can get. You know, this guy in the basement, he had a lot going on. Uh, you, <laughs> you don't want a lot going on in your basement, but he also had a lot of tools happening down there, and that's what Manscaped literally is just creating great products for different things. At first, they were just the you know, trimmer for your balls in your area. I got the shirt right now. That's another thing. Soft shirt. They got the boxers. They got the lip balm. They got the weed whacker. They got the 4.0. And that's why you should definitely be checking out their new thing. It just debuted June 1st is the premium package that has pretty much everything we've, well, it has everything we have promoted. So, you know, it's good stuff because we've all swore by it myself, Taylor and Kirkland. And it's all good things. So yeah, Taylor, what's good. You, you want to be trimmed out when someone's grabbing you, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're all smooth and everything like that. It makes it harder for someone to, like, you know, to grab you and throw you. True. In you just, j- like that. that's, the Manscaped should definitely use as a preview. Get yeah. abducted less. Well, they got all those, like, ointments and everything. Like, I, like, oh, the crop reviver, everything. Like, you just, you lube yourself up in that body lotion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no one's grabbing you. So, but when they do grab you, you want to make sure you're trimmed and you're all mm-hmm. just completely clean shaved. And Madison's giving me the look right now as I talk about this, you know, clean them, clean them. She crotch. knows. <laughs> yeah. She knows. She's the grabber oh, yeah. in Taylor's life. <laughs> yeah, there you There's go. no manscaper. would be no grabber, you know. <laughs> so there you go. Wife approved, lady approved. And uh, yeah, go do that. Like we said right now, it's getting hot in summer. Whether you're rocking, you know, the Speedo James Bond style, whether you're outside, you want to be trimmed out. You don't want swamp at It's going to start getting warm, people, especially some people around here in Canada. It's going to start getting warm. It's going to start getting hot. You want to do that a little bit or like, you know, relieve that a little bit, but also look good while doing it. You got multiple guards. So if your style is not being right down to the skin, you got multiple different options there. The weed whacker is great for pesky ear hairs and neck hairs and all that sort of thing. So there's just a great amount of things you can do. So go check it out. Manscaped right now. Dot com. 20% off free shipping. All right. We're going to do our next ad break and then we're going to get into spoilers. So we'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts. And we're back. So you know what? I wanted to mention because I was going to mention this in non-spoilers and I didn't. And I should have because um, like I could have phrased it in a non-spoiler way. But I think one thing that I that kind of really bugged me, I'm excited to get your opinion on it. So this kid, we'll get into probably more of the order after. But anyways, he gets kidnapped, Finny. And I, ah, oh, damn, same thing non-spoilers. I'm off my game tonight. I should have said... Ethan Hawke was great. The two kid actresses were phenomenal. Both mm-hmm. of them. Like, they're really good. Uh, I hadn't seen them, I don't think, in anything else. He's good as the victim. There's one scene which we'll get into with the daughter where they set up the storyline with the father and he's an abusive father. And, man, what a heartbreaking scene. It's one of these things, like, like this movie definitely as a parent. It's like, man, one thing, kids getting abducted movies are harder to watch nowadays, having three kids. But then, two, it's just like... I still never can believe we lived in a world at one point where parents like thought it was right to beat their kids. Like I never understood like how this happened for so long. But there's a scene where she, you know, the setup is we'll talk more about it is that she's having dreams. She's pretty much having visions. That's the more supernatural side. And he doesn't want her to speak about because you know it's going to get the family into trouble. Cops around. And there's a belt scene. And man, it's brutal to watch. And Jeremy Davies. I don't think you've seen anything that plays the dad. He's a great actor. Um, I first saw him in. Uh, Oh, Justified. Never since then, I've been a big fan of him. So he's mm-hmm. bringing it. But then the daughter, when she has to, like, scream back and say, my dreams are just dreams. Like, it's all that stuff. But, like, she was so good in that scene. It was felt like you were watching something that was actually happening, like a documentary. So, like, it was just – it was so grip. And that's where, again, the first act for me, like, it was really heavy and all this stuff was going on. But anyway, so we'll return to that. He gets kidnapped. And he's put down in the you know the basement, the cement prison, whatever it may be. I think what I, so. I love the idea. We got that in the trailer. The idea of okay, this phone for whatever reason. That's maybe part of my cons too. That Ethan Hawke's like, oh, it used to ring for me. So like Ethan Hawke, like I guess am I wrong? But to me, was he hinting at like he had experienced this supernatural stuff before as well? Had you thought about that or what? How did you take it? Because he talks about like, oh, I used to hear that phone ring, but I don't anymore. And they and he's like, I used to be down here when I was a kid. So is this something maybe his dad just did to him or something like? I was wondering what you took from some of those lines he was dropping about almost having a previous experience, or was it just fucking nuts? Yeah, there's... I mean, he's definitely fucking nuts. There's an interesting backstory here that I'd love to learn about with this character, because, yeah, was he I would love to learn lot, about it. Or, <laughs> like, did he just choose to spend time down there? Because his brother... I mean, his brother Max was, like, seriously fucked up, too. But, like, his brother Max was more so on, like, 
the opposite end of that spectrum. Like, mm-hmm. and I, that was a dynamic that we'll talk about too, which is good. But uh, the context of him being down there, I think, is just he's used to he, he him killing these kids. I think he's just created literally a haunted setting where these kids are tied to this location and. I think it's just paranormal occurrences that are happening. I didn't really suspect that the boy was gifted like his sister was. Mm. I took it his sister was the one experiencing this, and this is just like this contained element. And maybe I'm just biased because of how I kind of like tie in with like paranormal and things like things like that. But I just saw it as this basement was a contained paranormal hotspot. Yeah. That's what was going on. I can agree. It feels very similar to The Shining in a sense where the sh- the hotel in itself is haunted. And like Danny's mom doesn't have The Shining. But then Danny, you introduce Danny in The Shining because he like has that ability, like mm-hmm. makes it like bigger and whatnot. Obviously, she never goes into that basement. But I agree that I kind of take it that way where the ghosts are speaking to him if they're ghosts. I'm just not calling that to be easy. And she has her own mindset. But and that's where I'm that's. When you said, like, you would love to know that backstory. I don't need this phone was a part of some voodoo cult. Thing. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. I don't need that. But I guess I just wanted, I felt, uh, I felt with Ethan Hawke's character, I was wanting a little bit more. Just a few little more backstory notes, things like that. And I feel like we never got there. I think he's very creepy and just stuff like, oh, like, I don't need to give you anything. You're already down here if I want. And then he just would say, and it, I don't know what he was saying, but like, that's the other thing uh, or the great thing about it, which just sounds bad. But when you're watching it and he's just like, oh, you know, get ready for the next step. And he closes the door. You don't know what this fucking guy is talking about. You don't know if he's going to kill him. You don't know if he's like a pedophile. You really don't know. And they don't mm-hmm. reveal that. They don't play any up. And I like that stuff, but When you said, like, oh, there's a backstory I would like to know, that for me kind of took the movie down a few notches that I feel like I don't need it fully explained, but I would like a little bit more. The fact that we didn't, is that something that takes away from your final score or were you fine with, you know, this element of you got the grabber and you you learn just a few things about him, but more just a creepy dude? I think... I wouldn't say it's like playing it safe, but I think it benefits by keeping us on edge by not knowing all these things about, about this character. Like Mm. just the grabber. That's all we need to know. And we just like, why (sighs) everything that I've, I've learned now watching horror and serial killers, everything like that, where I'm at now in my life, I realize okay, rituals are very important to these characters and these individuals. And I think that was it's not the way the... it's supposed to be. Exactly. From? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the biggest things that I think I really enjoyed. This movie was learning the ritual that Ethan Hawke is trying is creating here for mm-hmm. us to understand. And uh, yeah, so having to just click in with all the backstory and stuff like we didn't need it all in depth, but like we see, okay, the balloons, he leaves these balloons behind where he takes a victim mm-hmm. and all this different stuff. And like, the mask and just hiding and everything like that. It's just the mask thing was interesting. Cause I almost felt like it was like a Michael Myers kind of vibe, not to that like extreme, but a different parallel to it. Like you just like got to keep the mask on sort of thing. Um, he just seemed like, he was completely weakened or emotional when that mask was taken off of him. Yeah, so. and it, it was interesting. That's where, again, I'd like a little bit more of like if it in his mind, if it's some sort of culty thing or in his mind, some sort of power thing. I don't know, because 
you had multiple masks, and I feel like they would almost maybe represent different things. Because you had the f- you had the very first one you saw him with well, it was a two piece one, right? He kept he could change the mouth out and then the the face out. Yeah, I guess like. it was the same mask. Now thinking of it, yeah, because I thought they were like four separate masks. But then so you can do that one, exchange them. But then at the very beginning of the movie, he had that one where it was just his eyes and not mm-hmm. his mouth and everything like that. So it's like, what do these masks mean and stuff like that now? So and I do like the scene where the mask gets ripped off and he's freaking out. It's kind of his weakness. I think for me that the death of the grabber, I was not a fan of kind of overall for how he got there. And then the actual result, I just didn't buy. Now, of course, he's a creepy guy. His stuff going on. I just really did not buy that. So there's a door, right? And he opens up the door and there's the bed and then there's the rest of the thing to his left. There's like this little hall. And one of the kids, which is the very first thing, says, oh, there's these tiles. You move them apart, um, and you can dig. And he says, like, I didn't get, have enough time to get further. Now, the kid saying I did not have enough time, I think, would imply that he tried to dig there. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. So he tried to dig there, and maybe Ethan Hawke caught him. So we have this setup of Ethan Hawke has probably dealt with a kid that tried this already. So that's one. And two, I just could not buy that this kid bought – like digs this huge hole and all he does is just put a carpet over it and Ethan Hawke does not notice at all and it's right by the door like when you walk in mm, you mm. look to the left it's right there are you saying mm, as a agree I'm, or I'm saying like there's a few things that Ethan Hawke didn't notice like additionally the grate that was over the window I think that's a huge thing to just not notice that it was well, pulled out and that's to me where I don't my problem was I don't think they made it enough like he was a simpleton and didn't get it. I just felt like those were just kind of necessities in the movie that they're just like, oh, we'll just like let this. This is going to happen, and we're not going to really talk about it. Because I just, as, as far as what I know, again, I'm not saying the grabber seemed to be like some sa- scientist, smartest guy in the room. But as far as what we'd see him before, he has this routine, everything like that. I just did not buy that he would not, especially because why would he not just be like, why this kid put a fucking carpet down? And it's not like a little carpet. It's a massive, long, like seven foot, like eight foot, seven foot carpet wrapped around. But like, it's this big carpet. And I agree with the great. It just felt like that didn't actually happen in the movie. And we just forgot about it. Like they edited out something that would come later. So there's a few things like that. And Again, I guess I don't necessarily mind his death, but I did not like that. Okay, he did not know the grate was there or the hole was there. And then when he falls in, he like breaks his leg. And I I like the mask part, but I thought everything was like <laughs> there was just like 30 seconds of the kid would punch him and Hawk would try to grab him. The kid would punch him and he tried, it was just like the same scene like over and over. And there just mm-hmm. there wasn't much to it. And the dog didn't really feel like it was much of a perp- like in, in the theaters. It was an oh shit moment when he brought down the dog. He's like, oh fuck, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But the dog was pretty like it was just there, easily dispatched with his steak and stuff. And, and then he chokes, he kills him, I'll presume, with the phone. So I think for me, that's where it kind of hurts where the the ending was a little anticlimactic and there was stuff that i thought was going to pay off like i thought he was going to kind of say like no i know what you've been doing over there because there's a few times in the movies where it felt like you know finn was trying was it it was finn right yeah finny was his name but they said go by finn he was trying to do something but then ethan hawk would catch it but then these super really obvious things that finn was doing ethan hawk would not catch and he just I don't know. I, I I feel very mixed about that. Maybe I'd feel different on a rewatch, but I really don't think like you mentioned the great and the whole, I would feel much different because it was those were glaring omissions to me. I would attribute it to again the ritual. Things are not going how he was hoping. 
he's distracted. His brother's upstairs. Things are just really not working out well. And so every minute that he gets, when he can kind of like just focus, he's got tunnel vision. And that tunnel vision is spent by him just observing you know, the boy. And then he's busy dealing with shit. So I think that that is kind of compromising it. And it's a very loose argument at the end of the day to just to because he's been digging that hole for days it's not like hey i got one day i'm gonna dig this hole and throw the carpet there's been at least a couple nights where he's been digging this hole so ethan hawk has had time to like even that i took it like a a day i thought it was like pretty quick i feel like it's at least two because that kid sleeps a couple times that's why i I guess that's Mm -hmm. all you would do there is sleep but i feel like at least a couple times and i wonder what to me the phone felt like Every day he got like a new phone call and he got like three or four phone calls. So I'm saying at least two to three days. That's what I think. And even when they throw that plate of food, like it goes in the direction of that rug. And I just, I saw it was going to come up, but no, he just like, he home alone them. You know, if I got flashbacks to uh, Kenobi where it was just like, okay, this is, this is like, villains getting home alone is a big thing recently. And uh, I remember that other trailer we got to every time about in the vehicle. Don't worry, darling. That's the other one we got. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Can't wait for September in that movie. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – I liked everything there, and I think the you kind of got the idea of, okay, these people are going to phone, teach him something, and that that was kind of the plot, you know? Like, he, he just keeps getting taught stuff. He escapes once. Ethan Hawke, I love – he just pulls his knife. I'm going to fucking kill you if you say anything. Like, that was great. Like, he almost got out. But, again, I, I felt like by the middle of the film, I had a firm grasp of where we were going to go. You know, the brother thing, which it was strange that they introduced his brother, who he plays. I'm not sure if you remember. He's the deputy in Sinister. So he's using the he teams with Ethan Hawke. So it's kind of fun. They're brothers. So next time you watch Sinister, look out for that. So I like that Scott Derrickson and him are back together. Um, they did this shot where the brothers like doing the cops come in there. He's doing cocaine. And then they do this like pan down through the basement. And at first I was like, are they trying to just uh, do a cool shot? And it seems like they're insinuating that he's in the actual house. But it's like, no, he's in the actual house he's in, which was kind of strange. And again, that was a relationship like. I liked the idea uh, enough, but it was just strange to throw in this. His brother is doing coke. He's not working. He's trying to figure out this mystery. He figures it out. He gets killed right away. I really, it was, I don't know. I I don't know how to feel about the whole thing. It wasn't bad, but it just, I wish, even the amount of time we got with the Max character was fine, but I wish there was just another way, whether it's more Ethan Hawke or more than other stuff. But I've been rambling for a bit, so what do you think about some of the stuff? You got the location, you got the brother, you got some of the reveals of the two houses, stuff like that. Like, it's a classic cliche to be like, have two scenes, one where there's an escalated conflict and then the rescuers coming in and Mm -hmm. you think the rescuers are in the house and they're not. And I thought, well, they're alluding to that. But at the same time, the whole thing with the brother made me kind of disregard that cliche. Because when he was looking at the map and seeing the houses, I thought, oh, like, holy shit. Okay, this is actually it. Like, the cops are actually really, really here. They set it up so, so well. But no, it was and it, it, in the larger scale of things. It makes sense. The bodies here, the ghosts, they appeared for the sister. And this was their re- part of their... Um, resolution uh uh like abdication like it's just their their peace i guess so mm. i like that it made sense and yeah the brother whole dynamic at first like i didn't i didn't understand it when they were knocking on the door and they were just setting that up and i i thought it was odd how they in, 
introduced it, but then I thought, okay, no, he's like super fixated on the case. And like, I know, I know people that, I mean, they're not doing Coke off the table, but you know, you're in <laughs> between you know. jobs. <laughs> I know you're in between jobs and you get fixated on something. And this is just that it's a good representation of it. I like seeing him just like deep diving into this case and, then it kind of it, it. I like that it wasn't just blatant, blatantly on your face. It was just these subtleties, like better clean the, the dog shit gave your it away from me. Home. The yeah. dog was definitely like the confirmation. I thought like, oh, this is interesting. And yeah, you retrospect like, yeah, there's an unexpected guest. You're like, I like that. I thought, oh, this is really cool because yeah, you're staying at your brother's trying to crack this case, and like, holy shit, the brother's the killer. Like that's absolutely bonkers. And uh, him just doing a line of coke and then going downstairs like the worst fucking time this guy is fucking high off of his mind <laughs> oh, I know. he's like not Don't even worry, he's not home he's at work <laughs> yeah like first thought is not even to like save this kid you want to know how, how i figured it out <laughs> yeah. like, this kid's like no for fuck's sakes <laughs> he has the phone and he's all ready to go and stuff like that so yeah I, I liked it enough it was fun to get there but again i don't know like it worked enough for me but i i wonder if there's either i would be i wouldn't be missing it if most of it was cut or was time spent somewhere else but it was a fun little okay like kind of you know mini mystery but again because the dog the dog doesn't use it as a reveal it's just at one point you see him with the dog and later on when ethan hawks down the basement you just hear a dog in the background so that for me was like okay clearly they're around and then they save it to be the big twist later on in a sense and uh yeah, his brother. I just love like, oh, you look what you made me do, and then he killed his brother. He's like, he's a dummy, but he's my dummy. And again, yeah. I said this when we got the trailers that I like the masks, but in that even little scene that we got of him like abducting the kid, I, I many times actually just wish the mask was off because I just want to see his face acting. You know, because he was just killing Ethan Hawke. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, where do you want to go next here? Um, when we talk about, uh, I guess this can kind of segue to it, but I guess the phone calls. Like mm-hmm. primarily, I'll hone in on when you you can tell the door wasn't locked, and then mm-hmm. Finn is thinking of going up, and then the phone rings. Like, don't go up there. Like, and I thought like it just freaked me out. And then seeing the scene again, because Ethan Hawke does this multiple times, and he's just oh, sitting yeah. up there, and he's just like, yeah, he's got the belt, and like, fuck, that's just terrifying, really terrifying. Oh, yeah. No, he's just waiting for an excuse to because he said, if you behave, I'm not going to do anything. And that's what the kids say, like, hey, don't do this or he's going to hurt you. And that's the thing where, OK, they're giving advice for how to, like, maybe get out of there, but also just things not to do and stuff like that. And I actually loved everything about those phone calls of they were, like, forgetting their names. They didn't really understand. It felt like when people, if you believe in this stuff, talk about spirits when they're kind of caught in between, you know, the life and afterlife and they don't really know why they're here or where they are and stuff like that. That's where it felt like they had flashes of who they were before, but not the whole story. And I mm-hmm. really liked that. Man, I didn't jump in. My, the theater completely jumped when there's that one phone call. It's a great camera trick where he's on the phone, he's talking. And at this point, you think Ethan Hawke's going to come back because they keep just, they, get, they have the room cut off and it's Finney with the phone. You just know something's behind him. But then they, they pan around him and you're expecting Ethan Hawke, but it's like one of the kids dead. And what I appreciate mm-hmm. wasn't even like a big like sound. There's some scary music, but it wasn't like a big burn, like jump scare. It was just scary because this fucking dead looking kid came out of nowhere. It worked for me, but like, I saw so many people actually jump in my theater. It was quite good. So I love that where there's like really good camera work trick. I loved, like I said, 
I like the shot enough of him doing coke, but one shot I really liked was they had this moment where there's a bunch of bullies after in the first act, they're after our main character here. But Robin, who's like the kick-ass guy who beats up the bigger bull and he just knows, he knows everything. He's a badass. He tells these three kids like, hey, you ever mess with Finn, you know, you're going to have a problem with me and they don't want to because this kid around school is feared, right? He goes missing, he gets killed, unfortunately. And I love this shot where, because I was thinking in my mind and it had been about five or ten minutes, I'm like, Man, if they don't touch back to this bully thing, it's kind of miss opportunity because, like, they set this up and that's kind of, you know, they do that a few times in this movie, but it's like, oh, they set this up and they're not really going to pay it off. Uh, and I love the shot. It's just like a shot of the missing poster of Robin and then it pans over to, like, the alleyway. And in that same alleyway, the kids are chasing him down, starting to beat on him. So I feel like Scott Derrickson, he also brings up a lot of the, like, sinister filter of, like, the when they are showed. And this is what I liked about this, is where it was sad as a parent when. They talk about a kid missing. They would they shot all this stuff with like a kid maybe being like a toddler and then growing up a little and and you're and then I think that helps because not only are you seeing these kids missing, you're seeing like them grow up and now they're dead and it's like it makes it that much more sadder and depressing. But he used that same filter of like the home videos for Sinister. He did that again with that. So him and the crew, the team, I love a lot of the shots and the the film camera work in here for what they did with multiple stories. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the stuff with the kids on the phone really really enjoyed it you mentioned that fight scene in the alleyway i just wanted to like shout out to the sister she's a fucking powerhouse oh i know god damn um rock to the head got a gusher yeah um oh there's something and i I like that she seemed to just be a nice little girl and then she slowly is just like potty mouth and just like she says fuck Mm -hmm. you jesus fuck you you ugly cocksucker fart face or whatever she's like all these like swear she sound like deb from dexter but yeah man when she got in there she was kicking ass and everything and i really liked the dynamic between the brother and sister that not at any point there was like some minor like hey don't say that stuff like but i know i like that he gets kidnapped after the first act, so there's not much time. But I like that they just had a loving relationship. There was no tension. It wasn't like they got in a fight and the last thing they said to each other was bad. Obviously, too, like I like that after, you know, I don't like the scene in the sense of what's happening, but how it's performed and acted when the dad abuses the girl that he's comforting her. So I really like that they, their mom has passed away and they insinuated i can't remember did they insinuate or flat out say that she took her own life i think they said they she took her own life she took her own life yeah Yeah. so they've lost her mother their dad who they kind of redeem at the end a little bit are just trying to say like he apologized realized he all he's he's an alcoholic he's abusive so i really like that they were just every day leaning on one another because that's all they had even though they had some father figure to pay their bills stuff they didn't really have him so i really like the dynamic between the brother and sister throughout the whole movie Mm mm-hmm yeah, I did too. I liked uh, again. They touched upon it too when his his love interest, I guess, is like, oh, I wish I had that kind of like relationship with yeah. my brother and stuff like that. But no, it was it was awesome, and I I liked that she was this this psychic and she had this ability, and I liked that it was kind of playing off of what the mother could do too, and just it it again added more dynamic to the dad and why the dad was just super unstable and just the whole scene again of him beating her, which is just so rough. Oh my god. Yeah, my dreams are just dreams. Like Christ, um, yeah. I, her, her coming around with the dad and having that moment, and they were starting to drive around together, like to look. Like, I really like that. It was just there was a lot of good development in these characters, and the child actors and actresses just really sold it. A thing with the phone stuff. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this quick little part. I won't say it after nine because not everyone will have seen it, but people in front of us 
Uh, when the phone kept ringing, the one kid, it was like, oh, this phone shit's getting old real fast. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> the point of the movie. It's, it's called Black Phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the main oh. plot point. These kids are saying his phone because apparently without this phone, I don't think he would have made it, you know? They gave exactly. Him so... The uh, the one thing that really got me with the the kids coming up back as ghosts, um, I know they showed in the trailer, but I completely forgot it was, and he was just shining the flashlight and the fucking hanging upside down backwards scene. Like it wasn't even a scare jump; it just made me just like like crunch in my a seat a little bit, jump. and it like lifted its hand up and pointed. Like it was just it was very freakishly shot and terrifying. So yeah, these kids are dead, and it's just seeing them like this is really freaky. Yeah, no, some some stuff there. So let's take another ad break, and we'll keep breaking down this film. So we'll be right back. And we're back. So where do you want to go next? Hey, what's something you haven't touched upon that you want to shout out? Uh, the escape, I'd the say. Escape. Yeah, when he manages to get that combo from the boy on the phone, mm. uh, paper boy. Um, absolutely traumatizing because you know – I guess you can't say you know. I felt like something was going to happen here, but I thought like, oh, he is actually getting out. This is crazy. And yeah, sure enough, he sneaks out when Ethan Hawke is napping and was baiting him for like naughty play again or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he sneaks out and as he's running, I feel like all the adrenaline's running through his mind so I can understand why this would have backfired like it did. Like watching it, I can formulate a plan. I was thinking, like, God, you should like go under a car or something. I just get out of visual sight from him, and then he'll panic, and he won't know what to do, and he probably won't find you. So, uh, he gets caught. The dog barks, and so Ethan Hawke like wakes up and like charges at him. And Vinny, Vinny is running down the street, and Ethan Hawke gets in his van, races off towards him. He's screaming. And he gets caught, and Ethan Hawke grabs him, pulls a knife up, and just the things he says, like, man, this is Ethan Hawke, like, terrifying. Like, I will gut you like a fucking pig. I will pull your intestines out and strangle you with them. Like, holy shit. And the lights of the neighbors turn on. Not just one, but two neighbors. They heard Mm -hmm. screaming. They heard grabbing. They obviously heard some commotion. Did they fucking look out their windows? No. They turn the fucking porch light on, and what, they just stand in their house like this, like, Oh, I hear something outside. What is that? They're like Ethan Hawke mm. looking for holes. Yeah, this, yeah. Now. Apparently, adults you know can't what? see shit in this movie. No, apparently not. They should have fucking opened. You know, I'd open my door. I'd poke my head out and be like, "Oh, there's a fucking black van right there. That's a little suspicious." Like, god damn. Like, even the like they they were useless. And even then, I just felt like the cops were useless for the most part. Like, if this is yeah. like a sig, this is guy is a very significant threat. These kids are being picked up. I feel like you could easy, you could map this out better. You could have set up like police checkpoints around the school <laughs> that he's been targeting. Like, for fuck's sakes, set it, up a plan. It, yes, but it is also like 1978 in the story, right? Where you know they were a little less equipped back in the days. So like they weren't. They've not been through this shit like some other people have, and they kind of know, okay, this is what we should be doing. But, yeah, they were just kind of led by the girl the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they were just, like, without her, they'd be, they would not have broken this case at all. It's not anything, like, I, I guess what you could argue is, okay, so they go to the brother, Max, and they talk to him, and because 
the sister has a dream gwen actually by the way gwen was her name but when they have a dream about the place the cops think okay again they keep questioning her because she talked to someone's some of the school and the word spread that she had this dream about a balloon black black balloons and because one of the kids she had a dream about one of the missing kids and black balloons and the cops sit her mm-hmm. down and they're like hey we didn't release any of that info to anybody so how would you get that and you know there's black balloons at two case or two crime scenes so far like how did you get that i love that uh her little kind of angry rant there about like what do you think i'm the fucking grabber look at me like i'm 12 year old you think i'm grabbing people like it was just so good but so i guess i can kind of buy that okay because the cops were at max's place and then she had a dream that's why they would believe her because she's mentioned this before but again it just felt like at the end they're getting all this credit and everything they oh yeah they're you know they cracked the case they broke it but it's like no they did nothing like they really did nothing she called the cops said where they were and they didn't even take out ethan hawk like they just found the aftermath of it all like the sister and the brother maybe could have you know dealt with this be like by themselves obviously like they would have because uh finn got out of there like he yeah. like they didn't even need the cops like he would have went and just told like obviously of course the people from black phone stuff i'm just saying from the actual adults but uh yeah you know it is what it is i did like that scene though again kind of trying to turn the father around when they had that conversation about the mom and he just didn't want to believe her. he didn't want her to listen to her dreams but then she did drive her around like look and you know whether it was desperation from his son or him trying to believe a little bit i did appreciate uh that of them trying to like i said redeem him a little bit as him realizing he's been doing some bad shit you know so mm-hmm. definitely yeah Anything else in particular? There's no really big kills in here because any of the kids are killed off screen. So it's not like Sinister where you have like those tapes and stuff. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like you said, you had your little love interest there, which was I thought it was going to be over because he has that baseball game and she's interested. But the second he lets that home run happen, she turned and was out of there. You know, it looked like she had no interest well, in it. was him. a different girl, right? Or was, was it? it? I thought girl. it was the same girl. Oh, was it the same girl? There's a lot of girls that are white, brunette, and have like the same like <laughs> pushed back hair and like pigtails and stuff like that. So maybe it was a different girl. I thought it was the same, but. Yeah, I can't recall. Um, I guess the only other things I could think of to touch upon are just him harnessing and acquiring all these different tools to escape mm. and, and such. And I like that. Like everything was a specific reason The getting into the freezer wasn't necessarily to escape through the freezer it was to get the meat, to give to the dog, to get out. It felt like a video game, sort of just yeah. like a survivalist game. And I kind of like that component and him getting the, yeah, the cord wasn't to climb out through the window. It was to pull the grate down so he could use that in the hole to create that like that ramp and like everything about it was just great like i personally wouldn't have filled the phone with uh dirt use i guess it makes a pretty good weapon like a one-handed weapon which is what you want i think the bathroom toilet seat like cover would have been better just like a bit more obvious door, though. plus like he hide, hide behind the door and like just smack him over the head i guess that might be the... too heavy for that kid though right you gotta think about the no kids. he smashed through that cement wall pretty good he was definitely like he was he was ready for it. Yeah, maybe. Toilet seats are pretty heavy, though. You know, you can't swing yeah. that right. Well, and I guess, too, like, the phone, it's very small. So, like, the thing is not just heavy, but, like, hard for maybe the grabber to grab. Yeah. You know, that's his gimmick and stuff. But I also thought, like, uh, flushing that much uh, dirt and sand down the toilet was very risky, you know, because I thought... Well, that was a risk of a clog, for sure. A clog could happen. But, again, I, I would like to not... I don't have to know and see it, but when the kids said I tried to... Di- like. What happened to that dirt? Did it 
did it, was it a pile that he also flushed it? Did the grabber have to refill it? And if the grabber knew that again, why was he not watching? Like that's where I wish they didn't add that line. Cause again, to me, they're insinuating that a kid tried this. So I feel like the grabber would be watching out for this. So really don't know what happened with that kid last time with the watching the out, but probably didn't suspect it. Cause like he would have put new flooring in there. So he probably just thought like, yeah, I guess why would a kid try like the same thing? Probably really unlikely. And again, he was, loosely compromised with his brother and stuff like that that whole whole scene just like baiting him to like trip him with the cord and then he goes into the hole and i wasn't expecting the great to be down there and it just like snaps his ankle to the side fuck that was such a good like bait trap oh man did you like the uh the arnold 80s line when he's choking with the phone and it starts to ring he puts up against his ears like it's for you and then all the kids start like, stick around yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, you're fired. But like, no, I I did like all the kids talking. I thought that was kind of a, a little cheese there. But again, that just makes me think of, I I am very curious, and I'd love to read some interviews after of like him saying, "Oh yeah, I used to hear things from that phone." So it's just like, like he hears it again now. You know, like obviously this is him like transferring probably into like a hell or something like that because these souls are almost taking his soul. But again, if he used to hear it and he's hearing it now. I w- I'd love to know the correlation between those two, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I've shot out everything I have because that's what it's, it's funny because we're, we we're not even at the hour mark, but I feel like that's where the movie, like I said, is still good, but I guess I was still expecting a little, I was expecting just like maybe one more thing to really kind of take us to a different route. It's the same thing with Sinister, like one of my favorite things, spoilers for Sinister, but is that thing when they start to reveal like, oh, it doesn't matter if you move, like, it's going to fall you. And there's like that last third act where it's like, oh shit, like everything. And I'm not saying I need it exactly that, but I was just, I thought something more would kind of happen where I, it's not one of these where, oh, you've seen the trailer, you've seen the movie, but I think the movie falls pretty close to like what the trailer showed of kid gets kidnapped by a creepy dude who can act really well. These kids give him a lesson and he's going to use these lessons to take down the guy. And that's pretty much it. You know, there's a few little wrinkles here and there, like the sister with the dreams and stuff, but it's, it's pretty straightforward once you know, the movie you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely like in retrospect it is certainly um a streamlined kind of film where it's not it doesn't really have like that big end kind of like blow you away kind of moment but it just has this adventure that you're going on and this developing story with these characters and that was good enough for me again i, mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. sure what i was really going to be in store for aside from just this boy's going to get kidnapped he's going to be doing some tinkering around with some paranormal things and it just threw in a whole bunch of other components that i really enjoyed and i think it stacked well and made a good movie sandwich i did think it was kind of i I don't want to say humorous but he just walks out and he sees all the cops at the house across the street at the end like you know fuck you're at the wrong house what are you doing no i know they wouldn't have never saved him they're just like oh he must have killed him somewhere else and they're already like setting up shop just to look into this thing yeah and like i don't even know what you do as a cop they did the right thing but like they're just coming out of the house that they're in like holy fuck it's the missing boy in that house like they're like thank god we had no fucking (laughs) we're so lost (laughs) yeah have another dream woman come on like (laughs) we need your info and stuff like that well what i would ask you because you liked it a bit more than me like i said i think if emily wants to see this when it comes to vod i'd watch again after that i don't know when like i think it'd be a pretty well you know again you saw it with madison so do you think like when do you think would you watch this movie again if so like what do you think the time frame is on it for you honestly i'm not in a rush to revisit yeah. it if i if i were to rewatch it 
it would only be based on my interest of spotting things that I know I missed mm. this first time because I feel like there's a lot of subtleties in the background that I overlooked. So that being said, I'm in no rush. Um, but I definitely would like to watch it again. Is it when you like put on Halloween? Like it's on Netflix I, I, and you're I like, oh, see myself. Put that on, you know? Yeah, because I, I, I definitely associate Ethan Hawke with being up there with one of these like crazy killers. He's definitely not like a killer icon like a Jason Voorhees or no. Krueger. But he's definitely up there as like one of these icons or like new iconic kind of like villains. But um, I won't go that far. I, I think he's not in, like a legend. But no, like, I know, I know. I, I just don't think he'll have this like. Even the way like Bagul had the staying power, like I, I, I yeah, maybe he could because like the bass is cool and his performance is great. His performance is fantastic, but him also being presumably dead kind of you know takes it all. I'll do the, the don't breathe narrative. We'll get the the sequel. Oh but god, it's he like, becomes uh, a hero. Yeah. Fuck, you imagine? Don't breathe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I probably I'm pro- I'm no no rush to see it. I probably would see it again maybe in like a year, a couple years. So I want to revisit yeah. it and just put on like a spooky movie. I know chances are I'll be at home or be in the evening. I'll see it on Netflix. But like oh you know what? Let's pop it on VOD. Why not? But I'm not, I'm not gonna see it again in theaters, and I'm in no rush to see it again immediately as it drops on streaming services. Yeah, that's one of those that it's kind of unfortunate where I'm not sure what it'll be like. I'm sure maybe in the villain spot he would get in there maybe even the kids but there's been so many performances it's one that i thought was going to maybe play more when we get to golden geeks next year and it's kind of like i don't think i would fight for much of it and like even even ethan hawk he's great but if there's a few other villains that would be better than him, i could easily like place him and not because the performance is bad just because like more lack of screen time because like i still mm-hmm. want a little bit more so i just kind of thought it'd be a sleeper hit there and everything like that but uh you know my final thoughts i've kind of given them overall that it was a, it was a good solid movie like i said i think i stand more down on it but it's just maybe because i thought it was like i was referring to golden geeks when we heard about the plot and we saw the trailer i thought it was gonna be one of those like man and i love sinister sinister is one of my favorite like newer horror movies as far as like probably last decade so i thought oh man we're in for like a nice sleeper hit here where it's just like okay it, it was a good, solid, scary story. You know, that, that's what it was. And it, you know, checked boxes. I would never say it's bad or anything like that. So that's where I'm going to go a 7 out of 10. That's where I am. That's like a C plus. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like I said, I like Taylor where I will watch again, but I'm no rush. I think my time span is probably a lot later other than okay maybe if anyone wants to see it but even then it's just i think there's other things we would rather probably watch before this again for even to get her to caught get her caught up on something you know so uh solid solid you know fun horror flick it entertained me for about under two hours but kind of as i said at the beginning a little underwhelming for me so i'm not going to be returning to it too much so where are you on this on a final score I'd probably go a 7.5, just a little mm-hmm. bit higher than you. It's, it's not a perfect movie. I would have loved it if it had that kind of, like, twist at the end or something like that to really, like, send us for a loop. But, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I think it uh, it was good. I, I definitely think you should do one watching of it in the theater and just kind of go on this adventure and enjoy it for what it is. It's definitely a spooky movie, and... I, a big plus for me is I could leave the theater and not feel like shit, like God, it was so depressing or anything like that. But I had like a good resolution to it, and it had a good follow up with these characters getting vindication. And uh, yeah, just when it when it should hit the fan, like it hit the fan. It had a lot of moments where I was really on edge, and I like that. So mm. uh, yeah, it's definitely a seven and a half. 
there you go. Well, we reviewed the black phone. I have to get Kirkland slots when he sees that eventually and jumps on here. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. When you hear from us next, it'll not be boring.